Sign up with BetMGM Sports using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 Moneyline wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. There's never Never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CAPITAL200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CAPITAL200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Well, good morning, everyone. I'm going to call it good morning or good afternoon, good afternoon. Good evening, whatever time you're uh, listening to this. Let me turn this music off right here. Boy, it is fucking amazing how I've done this for going on four years and I still haven't figured, I haven't mastered my skill yet. I think it's recording because a screen just popped up. Oh, let's stop this. Okay, we're back. I never really left, did I? Um and we're going to get to this later. Uh, all I want for Christmas is some fucking tech skills. You know, you figure you do something enough, you become proficient at it, just like in everything you see, like some type of uh, master artisan, a, a plumber, uh, an electrician, a bricklayer, a carpenter. I do this long enough to, oh my God sakes, it's only over 350. This is episode 358. 358 fucking, uh, ep- I'm going to rant just for a little while. Uh, uh, I apologize for that. But 300 fucking 58 episodes. And I'm still, uh, I'm not going to say struggling because that sounds pitiful. But I still screw up. There's a myriad of things that go wrong. Um, a lot of people are worried about they, uh, when they talk about podcasting, they say, well, what do you do about editing? What do you do that? What do you do this? Oh, don't you worry about your voice? Don't you worry about your content? And yeah, I do worry. about. I think about it before I get on and I think about those things. But I do it because I know the one thing that stopped me from podcasting and doing what I want to do, and which we'll get to this later in the, in the show, is um, my propensity to procrastinate. Procrastinate, and my, you know, speech impediments that I have, which I overcome. I I try to overcome. Let's say that's probably a better answer. And you always see, well, I don't know if about doing the episodes and what kind of a guest and what if your guest doesn't, uh, you know, uh, answer to you know doesn't 
whatever way you contact. If your guest doesn't show up, if they don't answer a phone, don't do this. Don't Just go ahead and do it. It's just like exercising. I always said this about exercising. The best one, no matter what you do, if you use the Peloton, you use that fucking window mirror thing, and we're going to talk about windows, the mirror thing where you have a, uh, you know, image of a trainer telling you what to do, and I guess they can see you too, you know, in front of the mirror. I bet there's a lot of weird shit that goes on with that. We're getting that maybe uh, on another show. I should write that down. The stuff, the, the weird stuff. I wonder if they do see uh, weird stuff that remote trainers see. Okay. So we're at a time right now with Christmas and uh, a cold front just moved into the Keys. Uh, yes, I know. It's fucking in the 50s right now. It's like 60 degrees. It's a big deal. We got all our windows open and stuff like that. It feels great. It feels great not to have air-conditioned air blowing on you. And just have the cool, dry air wash over you. And I thought of the times when I was growing up, up north, when my I lived, uh, my father, my sister, my brother, and I lived with my grandmother, and we we um, we shared a house. And in early April, she would start the spring cleaning, and whenever it popped above forty degrees, my grandmother would open up all the windows. In the daytime, and come home, and. You sit, you try to sit and do something in the house and you're freezing as hell. And I know I apologize, you know, for people that ha- have no heat. If you have no heat, you should reconsider your priorities because you, if you have internet and a cell phone, you should think you, your priority should first be, uh, you know, shelter and then figure about putting a little heat in that shelter without, you know, overwhelming it. But uh, listening to a podcast may not be your first priority but then you may need to light your mood but i don't know how you can light your mood if you don't have fucking heat okay there i said it okay so i thought about that you know opening up all the windows turning off the heat turning off the ac all that shit having the windows open now all the structures that have been built by humans starting from caveman on up and then when people started building their standalone structures like huts uh whatever tents they did and straw things but you know the window the window people would say well you know it's good to have a window because you're going to see if like a something is coming up on you people always felt the need to have a window no one ever you know you don't see too often i imagine in the far north they did that they didn't really build a lot of windows with igloos and shit like that because they wanted to seal it as much as possible when it's fucking cold but People wanted to look out to see, you know, it was the weakest point of your structure, but it was the one that, you know, bring in daylight. So in wherever you are in the world, when you can, you know, when it wasn't horrible weather out there, they used to have windows, windows, when I say windows, just an opening. I'm talking about the opening itself. I'm not talking about the glass in it and the glass. That's the big deal. Think about it. Until the 17th century, regular people, regular homes, did not have glass in their windows. They used things like oil paper, oil skins, flattened animal horn. Yes, something that was somewhat translucent that would let light through. And, you know, houses were very dark, 
especially at night, if you think about it. They, you, you had candles, and then they had whale oil. Then you had gas, and then electric. But for the longest time, houses were dark. Just fucking dark. You know, you'd have these huts until, if you can't, um, uh, even the oil skin and stuff, you really couldn't see anything. You'd see shadows probably outside, and, and you wouldn't know what the hell's going on. You'd have to lift it up and stuff like that. But then again, they didn't have much heating systems, too. So they had to keep it closed as much as possible. Think of the luxury of having a window that either cranks or slides up or slides over just to let the air in. Now, a lot of places, you know, if you think of these skyscrapers, no, no one ever opens up a fucking window. There's no possibility of that. There's no f- fresh air. In, and that's the one drawback. I always, admi- I used to admire those uh, big penthouses you see overlooking the, um, well, if you, I guess if you have a penthouse, you would have a, a patio and shit like that. But, you know, some of these buildings, they don't have patios, just flat skyscrapers with Painted glass in front of it, um, the, the glazed windows. And the first pieces of glass that came about were like in, I'm not going to do a history lesson for you guys. You, could, you can fucking do this on Wikipedia. But the Romans did it, and it was like a brown glass that wouldn't let a lot of light in. You wouldn't actually really see. You could tell that, oh, that looks like uh, uh, Lucius coming up. Because he's he's uh, he's got the bald head and he's fat and that looks like a fat bald guy. That's pretty much what you would see on the other side of this dark glass. And then, uh, but when windows started coming around, you see the older windows, the non-glazed glass where there's kind of ripples in it. If if you go to old cities uh, around the world, you see the panes of glass are small. So I see the. They're, you know, about like some four by four, the first pieces of glass, because they didn't make big planes of glass, because there was a big investment just making a piece of glass. Think of it. you The biggest piece of glass you could make. Yeah, you could probably make a big piece of glass. But once you broke it, you, your fucking whole day's work is done. So it's best to make like a bunch of small pieces and you just fit them together. You know, that's how they came with stained glass. They made these little bits of glass and say oh we can we can build these pretty good but we can only make like three four inches wide we do different shapes and stuff and that's just stained glasses uh glass that you see in in churches and stuff like that uh i had a girlfriend at one time that used to uh, work in stained glass she uh would get the you put foil on the rim you cut the the different colored glass and then you put uh uh whatever uh, foil on the edge and then you'd weld the foil to the other pieces and that's how you make your pieces uh, a stained glass was made but all those years thousands and thousands of years when you started building structures and then it was you know it probably worked out great where you were in places like Sumeria or Egypt or things like that it'd be how many days a year just like here in the Keys are you freezing your ass off? You know? It wouldn't even be worth... I mean, if it's only like 7 to 10 days a year, do you even want to go and skin an animal? I mean, you got to skin an animal if you're going to eat it. But to wear the skin? Like, you see people... Probably early... 
uh, Native Americans going north, and they go, well, what, uh, in a, you know, traveling up how, however far they traveled, and they go, well, where's your skins? And they say, we don't wear skins. We just walk around. We have some things around our waist, and that's it. It never gets that cold. Or islanders and stuff like that. And then they have to start thinking about their clothes. But we're, we're talking about windows. Think of your house without windows and close it up. Put wooden slats over them that you use to protect, you know, during the night from the wind and the rain. And it, that's what most of the houses were like. They would just have these... Uh, Whatever thing, those uh, shutters were the windows. And they open them up and that's it. I mean, it goes along with uh, sewage technology and all that. All you have to go back is a couple hundred years and the sewer was outside the house. Unless you're one of the more advanced societies, the Romans came up with it when they started building sewer systems and things like that. And have the gutter system and the sewer sewers underneath running through the town so they wouldn't have raw sewage just flowing most of the towns until a couple hundred years ago just had raw sewage going down the, just like a third world country and even in third world countries now they figured out and said let's just raw sewage running around is not the best thing and putting raw um, having that created all certain all different types dysentery and and all these diseases one of the main things besides the sewage was windows. So if you're in an old, old town, let's say in uh, Paris, you know, it's over over 1,500 years old, right? Those, those old homes, well, you don't, I don't think there's too many structures left over. But some, if, there's, if you see an old town where there's structures left from the early 1600s, they did not plan for glass in those windows. There were just wooden shutters that would open up when the weather was good enough. And then it, that was, a, I guess, a good thing to have. And it's only years now that people realize it's good to have those, sometimes to get those windows open. But if you think for maybe the last 150, 200 years in places like London where the Industrial Revolution got one of its first starts... The air was so bad, so people thought, well, what the fucking big deal about having a window open is going to do anything for you? Nowadays, when you can, in those big cities where they have pollution control and things like that, and they actually have some good days with air, when moving through that, having a window that opens is a good thing. So I was contemplating that. The reason I was contemplating windows is my daughter and I, I, uh, I was thinking about how to improve my podcast. Right? I mean, hey, Jim, you know how you can prove a podcast? Stop podcasting. Stop talking. Get someone else to talk. You know, that other, that other co-host was good. You know, if I, if I had uh, the feelings of a normal human where I was offended by people, people's opinions, then I would uh, probably not be podcasting right now. I used to be a very fragile ego. And part of that, putting yourself out there to strangers. You know, I can just think of people that I, people, um, I, I see every so often, especially working in the business as a bartender, I see uh, music acts come in. 
and I used to laugh at some of them for their being so bold to think they that they can sing in public and that their musician skills were good enough to do it. And I used to uh, think it was funny. And then I started thinking about and relating to it what I do now. What I do with the podcast. Am I very good at what I do? I'm the only judge I am at that is me. If I had to listen to everyone, if I had to listen to people from Toastmasters, another podcaster, I was a pod, I was a guest on a podcast uh, about I'm going to try to pick it. It's probably in June, and it's guys a multimillionaire. He does warehouses stuff like that. I'm not even going to say his name because I don't want to. Pro, uh, I don't want to. Uh, promote his podcast uh i i'm not harboring bad feelings but the guy uh originally he wanted me on the podcast because he thought i was a wealthy successful person right which i'm not wealthy but i still consider myself a successful person and then he started asking questions about you know you know the restaurant and he says your restaurant and i said well it's not my restaurant I work there. And he goes, what? And he was kind of taken aback by that. And then we had different views. I'm more progressive. The guy was conservative, low tax and all that stuff. I create everything. He, he talked, he's a one that pulling himself by his bootstraps. Now, hey, listen, I've been working my whole life. I don't need some fucking millionaire telling me that I need to pull myself by my bootstraps. I've been, I've been working, but I had, I had no, a trust fund or anything money come my way I did have help from my family I did I did you know just like any supportive family unit you did I did have help come from my family especially my father and my mother but I didn't have uh you know I don't have an unlimited sources of uh, uh resources backing me up so when this guy comes it's he, um, he started talking to me and he he I guess he fancied himself very interesting because he has his worldview on success and shit like that. And it's just bugging. Just by the way he reacted, and it turned out we did a show and I thought it was pretty good. But um, I guess he didn't because his producer kept on calling me and saying, hey, Jim, yeah, we're going to put it on this week. He's going to do that. The producer believed, the producer believed it was a good show. The producer, he had his own producer. Yeah, he had, well, he paid his own producer. He doesn't get any fucking, I mean, he may pay himself to advertise him, his show for the things he does. He probably gets some kind of write-off. It's more of an ego thing. And this may be an ego thing for me. But it's not like I've got thousands of people. I'm not exactly sure how many people uh, listen to the show because I, 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 I know that the app that I'm using, this Spreaker Studio, uh, they'll tell me directly who who's listening. But then it goes out to um, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, all these things. Now, if they were going to send me accurate, accurate listenership, then they'd have to pay in for using the show, Right? I get paid for them. What they do is they they put it on their networks, and you hear my voice if you're listening to me on TuneIn or um, something Cast or whatever. The myriad of uh, of 
of, of podcast venues, you may hear commercials and fucked up commercials too. I heard one, there's one, when I use this one app, it, it talks about some university on the peninsula. And I said, what fucking peninsula are you talking about? I have no idea. And it's a localized, I guess it's a localized wherever they think I'm from. I mean, they don't get that. They're whatever. They're, they're a tech app. You know, this is the one thing I understand. Why would they target a regional audience on the internet? If I'm listening to it and 33037 zip code, obviously, unless they're talking about the peninsula of Florida, which is, uh, you know, it's it's crazy because they don't call it that. It's just called Florida. But they're not talking about that. I'm sure they're talking about some place in like uh, Delmarva Peninsula or something like that. Del- that's Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia. Uh, wh- why would they? Why would I receive a targeted regional one from outside my region? Obviously, their tech's not working, and uh, I wanted to uh, talk about that eventually too. But you, you heard me talk about the beginning. I, it was 2000, it was April 2017. I did the first podcast. I did a recorded one, which I'm doing right now because sometimes when the internet's giving out, because it is, oh my God, I have to say this about the fucking keys, man. I have the fucking keys. The internet cuts in and out and everyone bitches about it. We have a solid line coming here. We got, cables coming down here and for some reason they can't get the internet I, I know Louis CK does this thing about people getting mad at technology but it's the technology that they've had the connectivity I'm not talking about a bandwidth where I need to stream uh, a high definition video I'm talking audio straight audio not even high density audio that it should be seamless. It should be seamless, but it isn't. And uh, that 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 part they should have down. They should have had down for twenty years. That that part is down. They're just. I mean, it's just amazing the shit they can do, and the other shit they can't do well. I guess, and that goes well. What a great metaphor for this show. How sometimes people listen. I have a friend of mine, Ted, who listens to it. I'm not talking about my brother, Ted. He's a friend of mine, but my, I don't think my brother listens to the show. I don't think my family listens to the show. Uh, my sister, for the longest time, she goes, hey, Jimmy, how's the show going? Blah, 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 blah. And then says whatever crazy stuff she says. And I go, well, I guess you would know because you could see. It's like saying, how you doing, Jimmy? And I live right across the street in a, in a house that's made of glass, let's see. And I said, well, I don't know. Why don't you look across the street where my fucking house is, where the window, you could just see. And you could see actually how I'm doing. So I'm saying, if you really want to know how I'm doing. And my sister always calls me. I got to get your address. I got to get. And I said, and, and your email. And I go, Peg, I have a website. I have two companies, all with email addresses. I have two phone numbers. And uh, I gave, I've lived in the same place for years. And she, for some reason, she just doesn't have it. And, it's, and she's a tech person. 
she went to school for uh, web design and all she went to for pharmacy and all this shit and she doesn't um, she doesn't know and hence not watch listen to the podcast I guess because of my inconsistencies which I'm not you know I'm not afraid to admit and I'm not afraid to admit that a lot of times the things that I think are funny fall flat and they could be sometimes they're hurtful. But I think they're only hurtful if I'm talking about to the person. I'm not on that largest large venue when I say horrible things and I have a million listeners. I don't have a million listeners. And when I do make fun, fun of something, it's usually done in a sarcastic way or a way to bring light on the subject. That's the way I do podcasts. And I always think, hey, listen, why can't I get a couple hundred thousand listeners? Where are they? There, where is that segment? And I truly believe this. And I'll say it once again. There's a segment of society. There's certain people, and I believe this for everyone. There was a uh, there was a guy who did a show, and he does this poly, it's poly's uh, audio thing. It's just a mixture of weird shit, and it's very it's. It would be perfect if you... I got to bring this show up. I wish I could bring this guy on the show. And he's uh, just listening. Before he says anything, you know the guy's a stone-cold weirdo. Like many of us are. As long as you admit admit it. And he just runs with it. Just weird noises and stuff like that. He just doesn't. He spends a lot of time. He knows his tech. He, he knows his tech really good. Polyphonic polyphonic sound that's what he calls it just different sounds coming in and out he'll repeat a sound he'll repeat a door shutting just do it it's just one of those things and it's um it's audio in the way you would think jackson pollock would do audio or one of those abstract artists and i was i guess i was amazed enough to listen to three episodes not enough to get used to it but I try not to uh, the 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 type of podcast I listen to and I'll say it once again are things that are unlike my show not because I'm afraid they do them better and I know they do people do them better I realize that I'm self-aware I know I always get myself I'm self-aware I realize my numbers belie the um, content and the quality but I still go on. And uh, what was the point here? I, what I mean is I'm self-aware. I'm self-aware of it. I know what I do. So I don't listen to the ones that I'm afraid or uh, I'm reluctant to adopt things they do. So when I do, and I still want to do those Melania uh, excerpts that are coming in, I have... Uh, access to Melania excerpt. We're going to do a couple of them probably in the next week or two. But I, I need to have a voice actor do the coverage for it. But recently, my, my daughter and I were looking at uh, laptops. And she goes, well, we can get a MacBook. And she just thinks MacBook Air and all that stuff because that's what people do. That's the the Apple Watch Series 6, sorry. That I actually, that's the, one of the few times I burped on the air. Um, she just went MacBook. And it's true, the MacBook is designed for podcasts. But, you know, podcasts, you, you have to have like 
something that allows you to dedicate audio. But the weird thing with podcasts, I'm using a, I'm not recording using the laptop itself. I am using a laptop, but I'm using a secondary application, the Spreaker app. And that's where I see all my levels and things like that come through. And that's where uh, the platform where I broadcast from. And it has the effects. So when I play something like this, I don't know if you're going to hear this. You're an asshole! That's Tina. Or this one. That's Dr. Tom. That's there. Or music. I could just bring in things. I don't use it a lot. Obviously, you say, hey, Jim, I never hear that stuff. Well, you know what? I don't need to hear that. I don't need you to hear it. Why? Because I'm... You're an asshole! Yeah. So, uh, that's... Joe, there's a lot of things I know I do, and I I always said, why wouldn't I get good at something after doing it for four... I'm going on four years. And would getting a new laptop... This is a thing. Getting a new laptop be one of the things that would help me go to... Another level. I don't even want to say the next level because I don't even know. If, maybe I'm not even on a fucking level. Maybe it's like one of those things where I'm still using a podcast like they did the first broadcast for TV. The first broadcast for TV or the first telephone call or the first phonograph where Thomas Alvin Edison or someone said Mary had a little lamb or something like that. Because they didn't quite understand the technology. Well, were they, they didn't even conquer it yet. Well, the technology is out there and people can do all the fucking shit they can do with it. And I'm just, I'm still like, uh, God, it's like using a cell phone as a hammer. Okay. Oh man, I got to get this nail in. And I go, well, I got this cell phone. I'm using it incorrectly. When if I was using it correctly, I would find that. And I, like I said, with the percentages. Now, I'm talking directly to people. I can't teach you statistics or math. And if you don't understand that, I'm sad that our public education system or private education, depending on who went, or parochial education failed you. But if I only got, and I realize I am a likable person. Not the most likable person, but I'm up there. I'm positive on that. I am positive. I'm certain. Now, because I'm an extrovert, there's a certain amount of people, because I talk so much, that hate me. That hate me. But I know a lot of people out there that disagree with me, and they absolutely love me. And they disagree with me vehemently. I mean, politically. There's religious people that uh, disagree. And they think I'm going to hell. And there's some of these uh, progressive, uh, progressive, conservative uh, MAGA supporters that think I'm a, a liberal scumbag for my belief system. But as a person, they absolutely love me. Okay? Now, if I can win those people, I, I feel like I, and, and I don't think, I think they're under 50%. I think they're like 20% of the total population, the real diehards. And a lot, some of them like me. They actually like me. So, if, I don't expect to get, I never thought that I would get a 5 or 10% audience of podcasts. There, for God's sake, there's a million podcasts out there. Literally, literally, 
the number I'm stating, 1 million. This year, there was 1 million podcasts. Now, most of them, let's say over 50% of them only went less than 10 episodes. Okay? So that's a half a million. And then you got people to go to 50. So let's say there's 250,000. And then you go on and on. So when you get down to like 200, 300 episodes, there may be 10,000. 10,000 podcasts. Okay. There you go. Now, if I can move into uh, where my category is called, it's called the comedy interview. Now, I could just go into comedy, but I just don't do comedy all the time. I get serious sometimes. I try to be serious. So, I mean, comedy and comedy interview. And comedy interview, interview is a smaller category. And a lot of times I'm in the fifth, top 50 for that. But it's got to be a, it's a small, it's like winning the, um, uh, it's like winning the Bonefish Fishing Tournament or you're the champion of the Bonefish Fishing Tournament. The type of, one particular type of fish I'm very good at catching. Well, that's a subcategory. And, and I, yeah, I mean, if it, now if I go into the big pool, the big pool, which is comedy, I may be in, I may be in the top 200. Now, if I go to other countries and stuff like that, I don't get how they figure it out. It may be just in English, but how do I get to number 30 in comedy in the Netherlands? Or let's say India. My God. I think, you know what? I'll tell you, I don't do the Indian voice. And I tell you, there's a lot of Indians. I, I firmly believe this is where I, where I probably win the Indian audience. I think I ran into many in the call centers and stuff like that. I think they do an excellent job. As well as there's call centers here where I met, uh, I spoke to uh, Americans that did an excellent job. But so, so here I was talking about numbers, where my numbers are. And I don't know if my numbers, like Spreaker is not a big app. And not everyone listens to podcasts on Spreaker, but it's a distribution platform. And I don't know if I get accurate numbers coming from it because it would not behoove Spreaker to tell me that there's 100,000 people listening a month. But I know anecdotally that I've had people come in who asked for me and said, are you the one that does the podcast? I listen to your podcast. And I said, do you live down here? No, I, I was coming down here and I came across your podcast. I like your podcast. And I go, oh, well, really? And I'm like, and uh, every so often when I hear something like that, uh, it's very exciting. It's a very, sorry, here's a process. Someone comes in and says, ooh, I listen to your podcast. Very, it's very entertainment and very entertainment. Very entertainment. I, yeah, English is my native tongue. It's very entertaining. And I'm surprised you, you speak intelligently. You have complex ideas. Like for some reason, I would not. I would just be looking at a thing and say, oh, that's a nice snow globe. And just stared snow globe. Who, who came up with the idea of snow globes? Blah, 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 blah. You think I'm going to talk about that? 
I'm, 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 so here I'm talking about numbers, right? So the person comes to the process and tells me, oh, yeah, I listened to the show. Who is a possibility? There's more people like that coming in. And I think then I go through the process when they say, oh, you've seen the show. And then I go, first, I'm flattered. And then second of all, I go, uh, I haven't gotten to the point where someone really likes the show so much that they talk about it. I did have a guy yell at me. He told me, you have to give equal time to the people that disagree with me. And I said, no, no, I don't because I'm not controlled by the FCC. I don't have the equal time requirements. I can do this all the time, even though I will make your argument for you more so than you make the argument, my argument for me. And this guy uh, just freaked out and got all pissed off and he left and they do it um uh, they don't do it all the time. It's happened several times. They get all pissed off and they go, wow, you, you're liberal horseshit. And I said, well, no, it's progressive. I like to call it progressive. Uh, I don't mind liberal. I don't mind. But if you want to really be, they don't want to say it. It's just like they want to say the Democratic Party. They want to say the Democrat Party. No, it's a Democratic Party. Uh, yes, there are bad uh, apples in there. We acknowledge it. We acknowledge it, but it doesn't stop us from trying to do our best job. Okay, so here I'm talking about numbers. I'm going back to numbers. It is a long, circuitous, circuitous route I am making to get to my point. So, in the United States, let's go with a number of 80 million. That's 25% of the people listen to podcasts. And of that, let's say half are avid listeners and have several podcasts they listen to. That makes 40 million. Of that, let's say, and I'm going to be generous, just like comedy's on the thing. Comedy's a big thing on uh, network television. And the reason why comedy is because people like fucking comedy. Okay. Let's say 30%. So that's 13 million. Right? 13 million. Now, remember, let me go through some shows for you. Cheers, Seinfeld. Okay, they're NBC shows. You have Third Rock from the Sun. I guess it's Third Rock from the Sun. You have the one with Sheldon. What's his name? Oh, God. Uh, uh, the Big Bang Theory. Uh, you had uh, Will and Grace and all these all these shows. Not everyone liked each of those shows. They think some think it's hilarious. Other people think it's just like some people like Dumb and Dumber and the other people like these Wes Anderson movies. And Wes Anderson movies are things like, uh, uh, God, I'm drawing a blank right here. Uh, the Life Aquatic or Rushmore or the Cone Brother movies or something about Mary. And there's more cerebral ones. Yeah, like I said, the Cone Brothers movies. Some are more cerebral, some are less. So everyone has different taste. So we, I arrived at a, and I think it's low, 13 million people. Now, in the United States, 13 million in the United States. If you combine that with all English language people around the world, let's say it's 46. Okay? 46 million or 40 million. And stick with the 13 million. Go back to 13 million. I don't want to confuse you. 13 million. 1% of 13 million is 130,000. Okay. A quarter of that is 40, 
2,000. So a 0.25% of that genre audience is what I would like. 42,000 listeners a month. I don't think, there's no way in the world, no matter what you say, Jim, how dare you expect to get a 0.25% of an audience? Are you an egomaniac? No, I'm not an egomaniac. I'm just saying, there's people out there (coughs) who are not funny. Who are not funny to me. That I'm always surprised I'd go, I'm surprised that people would have went to a show, bought a plastic poncho, and want to sit in the front row of a Gallagher show. And Gallagher was a comedian for people over 30. You might remember over 30. You may have to go over 40, actually. He would just, his big thing was taking things like watermelons, apples, oranges, and shit like that, and smashing them. Or Carrot Top. Right? Or Steve, who is it? Uh, there's a whole bunch of people like that. There's a, That's why there's different genres of comedy. There's Louis, well, Louis C.K. got busted in the Me Too movement. But, hey, you know what? It's, a lot of guys are horny toads. That's just one of the things that happened. Uh, and uh, Jerry Seinfeld, there's, uh, God... John Oliver, there's John Mulaney, Tom Seguro, uh, there's women who, who I'm trying to think, oh my God, I'm really, uh, uh, Griffin, Kathy Griffin, MAGA people hate her guts, but there's a whole bunch of women out there. I'm not, uh, you know, there's not a lot of women in stand-up, I guess. Not a ton of them. Uh, they got, you know, they're, they're out there. Um, it's hard for me to remember some of them. It's how you relate. Comedy's the thing you relate to, right? And if you get the reference, the base reference, you get it. So I was talking about a 0.25%. 0.25%. And at 0.25%, 40,000 people a month. And I do a commercial. Hey, try, and let's say, this episode is brought to you by... Branson butt plugs. Our butt plugs are made in Branson, Missouri, 100% by American labor, and they're self lubricating. So you don't have to worry whenever you're in a hurry and you need to use a butt plug, use a Branson butt plug, 100% guaranteed. Or, and just leave it at that, because you know, you're not going to get fucking money back to send someone to send a butt plug in the mail. I described this to uh, Luke, one of his things. That's one thing you do not want to take back. You know, so all the commercials probably would end is for Branson's Bud Bud. We expect a 100% guarantee or, and just cut it off there. That would be my brilliant thing as a marketer. I just say, hey, 100%. Hey, they just gave us a 100% guarantee. Yeah, but they didn't say what to do. What do we send it back? Well, if you don't like it, you could throw it away. Or it's one of those things, if you don't like it, shove it up your ass. Well, if you do like it, shove it up your ass. <laughs> there you go. Branson Bug Clubs. I picked Branson for Branson, Missouri. It was a place, I hate to, I hate to say it. I know I'm not going to get, uh, it's not going to be a big thing. from. But uh, Branson, Missouri is the one place 
I've never thought of going to. There was a movie called She's All That. No, it wasn't She's All That. She's, oh, God. Some movie where a guy goes out with a girl that's total, totally hot and uh, she's above me or something like that. Or she's out of my league. She's out of my league. That's it. She's out of my league. And the family goes to Branson Missouri. Holy shit. If someone said, hey, an all-expensive tra- paid to Branson, Missouri, and uh, that's the grand prize. You won it. And I go, what's the number two prize? Well, you got a uh, well, partially paid trip to Cleveland, Ohio. I said, well, give me the fucking Cleveland, Ohio. You can have the Branson, Missouri. What the fuck am I going to see? Uh, a Robert Goulet show? Is Robert Goulet even alive? Well, like I said, I wanted to increase my uh, listenership. That 0.25%. Listen, if I could get 10%, be the most popular ever. See, there's, there's a well-balanced nuance to being self-aware. Sure, it would be nice to be the most popular one. I don't necessarily know. I And you hear me rail against celebrities that seem to hate their status as a fucking celebrity, that hate to be bothered by fans that pay their fucking bills. I mean, I guess I get that as a bartender when someone says, I pay your bill. I'm saying, no, you actually drive away business. You know, you don't quite understand. You're actually a negative coming in here. So there's some people that come in. I say, you're a positive and you bring people in or you're a negative. You drive people away. So, but when it comes to celebrity, you know, let's say you're fucking, let's say you take a D-list celebrity, Paulie Shore. At the height of his celebrity, he may have, he may have been a dick. But there's a time at the bottom of it, like right now, people say, Paulie who? I don't know. He'd be begging for a tenth of that. Now, I'm not begging for any attention. I'm just looking to make a little coin. Okay? I'm not going to, you know, I do, if I'm going to do a, sh- a commercial for the show, um, yeah, I'll probably do almost any commercial. I say, hey, listen, this IUD is biodegradable. After five years, it disappears. May not be a good thing because you don't want anything to actually prevent pregnancy to dissolve in you without you knowing. So, uh, or how about um, disposable pacemakers? Well, Jim, what's a disposable pacemaker? Well, it's a pacemaker that works really great for three years, but after three years, it dissolves. Why would it dissolve? Well, we're hoping that maybe after three years, you might need another one, so we make it cheaper. Or they may have a a, a bionic heart, and who wouldn't want a bionic heart? Who wouldn't want a bionic anything? So all that shit. So to get back to the... I'm going back. I drove all the way from that. We're talking about the uh, MacBook and all that stuff. What the fuck am I going to do with a MacBook? And even though there's, I, I look at these, I do a Google search, the 10 best laptops, the best laptops for podcasting, blah, 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 blah. And then I know enough tech skill to know that I'm not really producing it off the qualities of the laptop. I'm producing off the quality of the connection to my third-party app, which is Spreaker. So as long as I have a good connection, as long as my internet's all right, as long as my headphone's good, as long as I'm not, you know, uh, all congested, that's the quality of the show. It doesn't matter how good of uh, 
a laptop I have. It's not going to make the show any better. If I had the greatest, if I had a $10,000, which that's ridiculous, laptop, that's the best in the business. The fucking best. It would not change the quality of the show. And second of all, and number two, oh, the big thing. I do not have the tech skills for it. The laptop I'm using right now took a shit on me, not literally shit on me, about two years ago for some Windows update. Just came in and just fried the hard drive or something like that. And Bill, Baseman Bill, uh, took it and replaced the hard drive. He had one sitting around, put it in, and it's running like a champ now. Every so often I get something and I have to restart it. I don't understand how I shut it down. Uh, incorrectly because I do shut down the windows. I stop my recording and do all that shit. What the fuck? How does it not, how does it not start up? Well, I don't know. So he replaced it. I realize now I have to get beyond. It won't get any better unless I, if I knew more about the technology and knew how to use all those things, I would, I should have all these effects lined up with different effects I can have. A recording. I want to have my buddy Howard in there and stuff like that uh, to say shit to me. But um, there I go. I'm just learning. I'm just four years. I'm still going to have a master. So getting, oh, and one thing. I got, uh, and this is how technologically naive or underqualified or weak or whatever way you want to say it. But I get uh, a DVD from my father on, he knows I love history. And it was about the, the regular, the average day of pre of ancient man. And it's a bunch of DVDs. Well, you know, what happened here? I know enough about tech. I didn't. I haven't bought a DVD player. I think I bought the last DVD player I bought was 15, 16 years ago. I don't have it anymore. It's sitting. Uh, my ex-wife had it or something like that. But what? What the fuck? Uh, now a DVD player, and there used to be a CD-ROM in these laptops. And I have this little. There's this tray on the side of the laptop, but. The button doesn't open. It's never lit up. I never had it open up. I looked on the system description, the control panel for the CD-ROM. It doesn't show one. I think it's a place for a CD-ROM pl- player. Or I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I tried I tried to open up. So I had this CD given to me as part of a gift on meditation I have no way of accessing it I do have a way I can put it in my car but who's fucking meditating in a car so I have to hook up my daughter's CD player to uh, I have to get batteries for it because she doesn't have the power cord for it I'm not complaining about it it just happens she doesn't use it anymore because it's all streaming now right for a couple bucks, you can get unlimited music. Why the hell would you go and mess around with CDs and have to have a goddamn CD tower? I know enough about that. But there's still people out there that have older technology, and I assume you have older technology. So, here I am. I'm a fucking nerd. Yes, I realize it am. But I don't have the skills of a nerd. It's like being a warrior. I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior. 
I know how to be, you know, no, I know I'm a warrior. I have a warrior mentality. But you can't fight. So I'm a nerd with a nerd mentality. Always been a nerd. But without that skills. You know, it's like being Superman. Oh, wow, take me on a flight. Well, I can't fly. Well, how the fuck can you be Superman if you can't fly? Well, I can't do that. Well, then lift up that building. Well, I can't do that either. What do you got? I got super hearing. Well, you can't even prove that. Well, that guy just called you an asshole over there. Oh, how do I know that's true? Well, he did. He said something about your girlfriend, too. There you go. Um, Well, I'd like to thank you all for listening. You know what would be a great Christmas present? If you've been listening to my show and you really enjoy it, I'm going to task you with something. I, I, I'm not asking you for money. I'm not asking for a review. Share this. Uh, do that chain letter thing that you do to your friends. Send it. That you know, if you're an asshole, if you send it, if you're one of those people that send it out, you got to do this because I'm asking you to do it because you enjoyed it. But if you didn't do it, it'd be kind of funny. Uh, send this show to five of your friends. Ask them to listen to them. Ask them to share it to five of your friends. The five of their friends, not five of your friends, because that's how a pyramid works. Think you're going to be burning fucking Madoff. And tell me you did it. Send me an email to jim at keysbartender.com. And if someone says, stop fucking spamming me, fuck them. Just send it to them. Say, send them the link. Send them the link uh, either to iTunes, Spotify. Yeah, iTunes or Spotify. Uh, because the other ones, I don't think, I do send an iTunes or Spotify link to your friends. Keep on sending it. Ask them to send it to their friends. And let's get this viral. I want to get the listenership way up there so I can just say, I want to say what I want to say to who I want to say it. So when I get to say something about Governor Santorum, He's going to have to send the state police here. You know? Because he's a fucking asshole. You know? He just is. I'm sorry. He just That's the way he is. I'm sorry if you're a supporter of his. I just have a, this overwhelming thing. But that would be a great thing. So share this. This is what you're going to do. I'm giving you your instructions for our Christmas. This is the Christmas gift to Jim. If you want to say, this is the one thing I could do. I'm going to get Jim's link wherever I'm wherever you listen to the show on, there's going to be the thing where you see the three dots in a two lines coming a point like an arrow pointing up. I think that's how it is. That's a share button. Hit the share, get a link to the show and share it to as many friends as you can and ask your friends to share your links and get them to listen. It. Now, if there's only five people listening to this episode, Right. And two of you do that, and two of you uh, keep on doing it, that would be, if we could cause a chain reaction. Now, if we can get all of you to do it, that'd be great. That would be that would be my Christmas present. If you truly believe in Christmas, if you don't believe in Christmas, don't send it. If you believe in Hanukkah, send it. If you don't believe in Hanukkah, and you believe in Festivus, send it. If you need to get me a gift. 
if you care about me. Send it to people that don't listen to the show. Don't send it to people that already listen to the show. And uh, if they say, well, I hate it. Hey, you know, that happens. The first time you had uh, asparagus or Brussels sprouts and shit like that. And you say, oh, you say it's delicious. Try it. And people say it tastes like shit. Well, then there you go. Well, thanks again. Thank you for listening to this long episode. Uh, Take care. God bless. And uh, I will be back for the next episode. uh, And we'll talk about more stupid shit. Take care. I'm signing off with music. Oh, uh, and you're not. Um, this is for me. This you're is for an me. Yeah. Thank you. That's for me, not for you. Bye.